1: Welcome to the family. I'm Cassie Schrader, sitting in for Tom Bernard, and to the right of me.
2: Oh, like
3: people need to know where I'm sitting in relation to you. Yep, it's Doug yeah. Sprint, <laughs> That
1: was
4: Brent Bernard,
5: Rassison. Catherine Brandt with Jude the Cavi on my left. Judy, Judy.
1: Judy's happy to have a field trip. Well, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, So, so Doug. We, Yeah, Doug is so the So what's
5: library. new Walzer, you yes. ask? Yes.
3: Actually, we have some exciting stuff to talk about. I was teasing Tom this morning. We have two dealerships in the Twin Cities that specialize in older, high-mile, uh, less expensive cars. They're both called the same thing, Walzer Experienced Auto. One of them uh, moved into their new home in the old Subaru store on Cliff and 35W. We outgrew that and had to build another store. The other one's up in Brooklyn Park between... Um, Mills Fleet Farm and Walmart up there in '81. So they specialize in older high-mile cars. And this month we've added something new to those vehicles. If they're under 150,000 miles, they come free of charge with a three-month, 3,000-mile 3, warranty, which is really kind of a good deal. Normally, when you buy a car that's over 80,000 miles, it's they're sold as is. But at Walzer, we will take care of people. It's a powertrain warranty. It's got roadside assistance. So it's pretty groovy. You can get more information at Walzer.com.
1: Walser Automotive. Walser.com.
3: you supposed to laugh when you say that. He <laughs> he. <laughs>
1: <laughs> da da, 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 da. He <laughs> he
5: <laughs> I am so happy that Tom Bernard is doing his
1: meetings
5: because he's been a wreck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I swear this this month has just been, I think this is been my busiest month i've had in probably 10 years we were just talking about that i was just talking about that with doug before
5: the show i was like okay so we had the wedding my mom had health issues blah 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 so i had to run down there wedding now tom's you know talking to the, the people, powers that be at big cumulus, cumulus blah wow. blah blah and then it'll be his birthday Mm-hmm. Andy's birthday. We go to Nashville for KQ. Don't forget my birthday. Your I mean, birthday. It's right in there, that's too. That's a national I know that's holiday. A big no. Can't forget
1: that. Isn't yours like the 8th? 5th. 5th. And then I the holidays what... begin.
4: Oh, oh, I know. Yeah, Halloween. Yeah. It's yeah, just endless. We get back from Nashville and we have that Halloween hayride thing with the kids that night. That's always fun. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is fun. Those but are it's cool. like. You know
5: what, though? The one we go, uh, our friend of ours runs Midland Hills Country Club. Mm hmm. Tim Ivory, he's a great guy. And, I've talked to him a couple and we, of times. And we get to go to the Haunted Hayride. When Vaughn, and it's actually a little bit scary. I mean, they try yeah, to make it a like little bit scary. Yeah,
4: there's like zombie babies and, they, like, and we've skeletons been, jump out at And you we've been and,
5: taking Fonda this now. This will be her third year, right? Yeah. And the first year, she was so she's waving at all the zombies. They got blood dripping from their you know wounds in their head, and she's like, "Hi!" hi." I (laughs) guess a baby. I'm wondering if this year she'll notice that they're supposed to be scary. Yeah, I don't know
4: because yeah, there was like a zombie baby that would. What are you doing?
5: You okay? Oh, it's just a
4: Gatorade down. That's all. (laughs) There's a zombie baby. Flick the other way, Cassie. Statue thingy that its eyes. (laughs) Sorry, zombie baby. And its eyes glow red, and it looks horrible, and the first year she walks by, she goes, that baby is sick.
3: (laughs) So when they get a little older, when Sage gets to be five and Fawn will be, what, seven? Yeah. Yeah. And if the weather's nice, this is the best thing we ever did on Halloween. We loaded the kids into the minivan and drove up to Crocus Hill in St. Paul, where Summit Avenue is. The people that live there go all out. I mean, there's graveyards, there's people on the roofs with microphones, and and witches and with cauldrons with you know boil with oh, you know, it and some of them were so scary that my son uh, who was probably eight at the time, which means Ellie and Liam would have been four or five years ago. I think this house might be a little too scary for my <laughs> little sister, Eleanor. Perhaps we should go to the next <laughs> one. And Ellie didn't care. She just walked right yeah, there. It's like, and, but it was, it was really cool. I mean, so these funny. those As- mansions are just great.
5: Yeah, Osseo, yeah. too. That's like they call Anoka. themselves Anoka. Anoka. I get the two mixed up all the time. They call themselves the Halloween capital of the world or yes. something.
4: Yeah, they that's do, supposed to be really Yeah, fun. they do like a big parade and everything. And that sounds yeah. fun. It's mm-hmm. huge. Because it, that you know,
3: window that. is small that kids really enjoy that stuff.
4: Yeah, you yeah. Know,
3: by the time they hit about 10, it's kind of over. Yeah, I think
5: Andy. Andy was 11 and he, he said he wasn't going to go trick-or-treating anymore. And I'm like... I, I was like, started to cry. I'm like, you have to go. You didn't That's give so me any warning right. that you weren't going to go. And he's like, well, what am I going to be? I didn't buy a costume. So he ended up putting on, I don't even know where he, he got like a black, T-shirt, black pants, and he was a dark and stormy night. Oh boy! <laughs>
3: yeah,
4: it was really Johnny
3: the invisible pedestrian. Really Great
5: pathetic. costume, mom. Because he so was like, yeah, I'm like Andy. It was too cool for trick or treating at eleven. Uh, my life is over. <laughs> my son did yeah. the
3: same thing. He says, "Well, dad, I could go as a sullen teenager." <laughs> I know that's like, not, really that's not a costume. No,
5: however, I, I got my
1: 15 year old who wants to dress up like Randy Macho Man Savage and go trick or treating. He still loves to dress up and go trick or treating. It's weird.
5: I I liked it till I, I, I was older. I know, and I was I was always tall. So yeah. I mean, you know, it's like you answer people answer the door and they look at me like, you know, what are you forty? And I'm like,
4: <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm eleven. <11." laughs> forty. Forty. Forty year old trick or treating. But
5: I didn't want to stop either, ever. I know. It's fun.
4: I know. It's super fun. She keeps on asking me, is it going to be a spooky night? Oh, (laughs) I'm like, no, it'll just be fun. Well, and
5: she's also seen some shows now where it's like they say, I'm scared. I'm scared. And, you know, introducing that kind of feeling to her. And she's been saying sometimes, I'm scared. I'm scared. Like for fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she'll definitely connect the dots, I think, this I year know. maybe. You we'll want to hear
1: something horrific? And this is horrific. I couldn't imagine. A family's basement has been filling with blood for weeks. Now, could you <laughs> figure out what's causing their basement to fill up with blood? What family? Where are we? Where? I think it's Just in somewhere. Iowa. Oh, this is the family. downside to living next door to a meat locker.
4: Oh! God! <laughs> oh!
1: <laughs> <Yeah>! I <laughs> would... <laughs> Flip out.
5: It's got to smell great, too. Nightmare. Oh,
4: God. Oh,
3: basement my... filled with animal blood. God. A
5: meat locker. I thought all that was bled out before they deliver it to the... And yeah,
1: this is in Iowa. It says, if you're dealing with oh, a basement Iowa. water leak this fall, thank your lucky stars as the Des Moines... M- the Des Moines Register reports an Iowa family has much, much worse having discovered five inches of animal blood fat and tissue oh, from the neighboring uh, meat locker uh, fat seeped and tissue. in the there basement that through makes the better. floor drain. Oh. So it came up through the floor drain. Oh. That sounds like a horror movie. <laughs>
5: that is a horror you probably movie. Smell. Oh, I can't even imagine.
1: You get one of those restoration cleanup companies to come in and really. Uh,
4: uh yeah, They, they have a, video smack a of lawsuit of it. all
5: over the place. Oh, that's oh. disgusting.
3: Speaking that of the Des Moines Register, <laughs> you, no, I just heard, read the story last night. You guys know about the uh, r- bicycle ride across Iowa? It's called Ragaby or something like yeah, that. they've been doing it since indeed. 1970. And you can join it, and you can either do the whole state or part states. It's oh, incredibly yeah. popular. So the Des Moines Register started it in 1970 and sponsored, and they have you know planners and so on and so forth. Now this is the same paper that when that kid had the GoFundMe deal for a case of beer, yeah, uh, found all these racist texts that he did as a teenager. So the the people that admin the ride across Iowa for the Des Moines Register quit en masse yesterday because they were mad at the reporter that did this. Oh, God. And now they're starting a secondary ride across Iowa. called. Sun- I mean, come on.
5: People are so petty today. How people many are... chill
3: pills can you get in, like, a crop duster? It's time I... to go bomb Des Moines.
5: Well, how about the whole world? Well, we
3: could start with Des Moines and see if it works.
5: That's yes. a, yeah, I mean, seriously. It's like you can't just. Delete a whole an entire right. event because of the actions Something of one that's person. Something has been going on for fifty years, absolutely and it has nothing to do with this I kid or. I just don't understand.
4: There's so many things like that, though. It's like you know, yoga studios and groups of people. That it's like, oh, I don't like the way that you did this, so I'm gonna start my, I'm gonna do the exact same thing that you did, but just different because I'm mad at you. It's like, oh my god. I know. <laughs> it's I don't know what's
5: happened to p- people. They just. I just can't understand. The forgive and forget, or just move on with your life, or live and let live. All those sayings. All the things. Or
3: about, I'll give you something to complain about. Yeah. That's what we
5: really that's, need. Yeah, that's what I Bring grew up spanking. with. Bring back spanking.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, oh God. I'm still looking at that. That's Stop horror. looking at the basement. Folks. I had a friend. Wow.
5: I knew somebody that. Just spanked her kids whenever they wanted, whenever they needed, whenever they wanted. Please <laughs> whenever whenever spank me. Huh. She'd be in the middle of a store and just mm-hmm. be like, "I'm not putting up with this." edge and, and I, I did. I can't with even mine imagine today the... if you did that.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, you'd, you'd have 50, You'd have a SWAT team. You'd have CPS at your door. Um, I mean, even it, it's gotten to the point where if you yell at your kids in public, they'll people will call the cops on you.
3: Hey, Max. Let's verify the story. Does your mom ever yell at you?
1: <laughs> Never, wow. yeah, I do. No, he's a pretty wow. good
5: kid. You've got him trained to lie. Good job.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, he he uh, he can ruffle my feathers.
5: Yeah. yeah. Oh, he just gave me this cute little smile. Like, yeah, I can.
1: Yeah, I can. <laughs> I know how to do that. I yeah. just can't
5: say things out loud in public. I've been yeah. told.
1: No, I I don't I don't like. I I usually do the the really mean face in public, and I do that where you grit your teeth and you talk really. Oh, well.
5: my dad had the
1: lower <laughs> the lower jaw went out,
5: and he would he would reveal his lower t- teeth, and that was like oh no.
1: I just had to do that to him at the gas station because he wanted gummy worms, and I'm like, no, you don't need gummy worms. It's too much sugar. You just had pop tarts. Yeah, Max. <laughs> I'm like, have something a little bit healthier. Why don't you get like the Ritz peanut butter crackers? I said you need protein oh, at least. And he wanted a pop, and I'm like, No. And Well, it's gas a, station let's...
5: food. Yeah. I'm... you don't bring kids in gas stations. I'm afraid
4: of gas stations. I don't like going in <laughs> gas stations. I don't think it's I've like, been freak in me a, out.
5: I only go into gas stations for like a coffee or something if I'm on a road trip. I yeah. never go just go in. I know, I I'm like too this. tempted so by the you, Cheetos or <laughs> your, something. Where
3: do you buy your pork
5: rinds at? I then.
4: don't How do you get (laughs) funyuns? You can get those
5: at the grocery store, by the way. Yeah,
1: yeah. I just, I don't know. I, you have to walk this very fine line as a parent, you know, and and the schools teach the kids too, that you know, if your parents yell at you or make you feel like you're an awful person, that's abuse that's abuse they can't i'm like no i I'm, that's our job as parents to correct our kids behavior
5: well what do you do when you have a kid like andy
1: <laughs> andy i you know wait
5: I, till I, he
3: gets married in 31 years i
5: i would give alex you know the look uh, and mm-hmm. she'd be like you know devastated oh i'm sorry i'll just stop i would give andy the look like you're in church and he's you know doing something ridiculous mm-hmm. and making tons of noise i give him a look and he'd Go, what?
1: <laughs> what? What's your problem?
5: <laughs> I'm like, the look on my face reflects the attitude that I'm having towards you. <laughs> you need to learn to read that. <laughs> what What are you talking about? It's <laughs> <Yeah. gets> louder. <laughs> I know. Just, yeah. I don't understand this. Arms going akimbo. It's like, uh, okay. So I just made it a lot worse just trying to address it.
1: <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I know. I um, in my household, it's really tough because I have like, you know, you gotta, six kids in the house. Yeah, you've got so many heard. different personalities. Yeah, and you know, you have to. I have to approach each kid differently. Yeah, like oh, with, totally. Yeah. With with um, discipline, with um, just everyday parenting stuff, and I, it, it's it's tough. It's tough. Luckily, you know, Oops. my one son, my middle one. Charlie, he I swear I always say if I knew every child I had would have been like him, I would have had 20 kids. He's like the perfect well, you're ha-
3: over halfway there.
1: <laughs> true, but no, like he that he never cried. He always listens. I I get I could give him the look and he's like, "Oh no, I better knock it off," you know, if I give him the look. He so just, how old is Charlie? He just turned 13.
0: Okay. Mm, things might change. Yeah. Well, change i don't
1: know he's still he's See, they might change so taking
3: 30 minute long don't showers? take it
5: don't take it personally <laughs> i want to know that'll oh,
3: be God. the first step because oh. sarah's old oh, o- sarah's God. oldest was the oldest kid we had in the house and he went through the change about a That's year a after change. we got married and she came to she goes I, something's wrong with Brennan. i said what's the matter hon she goes you know he's in the shower twice a day and he Burns through the, and we have a new hot water heater, and he burns through the whole thing. I said, Do you you want me to tell you what's going on? It took me me six
5: months to realize what that was, too. I said, I don't
3: take (laughs) half hour showers at my age, but it's common (laughs) with boys, and you just don't do anything. It's Uh, okay.
4: Yeah. I can't handle that. I can't, I don't want to know about it. I don't want (laughs) to. See, I'm the type of parent that'll like sit with. I'll sit with them and be like your body is all this stuff. Are and you kidding like, me? Oh, yeah. I tried to talk
1: to you
5: about anything and you no, run I was, screaming. I, was, I <laughs> screaming. Yeah. I actually tried to, I just I'm like I I bought a book about all the little changes that are going to happen because she would not speak to me.
4: No. I was such a I'm trying to have the trying, trying
5: to have the conversation. Yeah. I so I buy her a little book because I'm like, yeah, girls need to know this stuff. Kids oh, yeah. need to know this stuff because yeah. it's all scary and it happens quickly sure. oh, and yeah. all that. So I put the book on her bed. You know, she doesn't want to talk to me. She'll get some information from a book. Go up there a couple days later, check to see what kind of disaster the rooms are. Book's in the trash. Book is in the trash.
4: I want your weird puberty book. (laughs) What was it? It
3: There was a popular one in the 70s. Was it Our Bodies, Ourselves? It seemed like every girl.
5: No, that. that would have been a little bit what was that I one? Think that, that's older Dear
3: yeah. girls, God, it's I me,
1: think. Margaret, or whatever mm, I
5: don't remember which one it was I, I really don't know, I can't remember but mm-hmm. I just remember thinking Listeners, that...
3: if you have a great uh, puberty book you'd like to share, <laughs> can call what it What is know. the number? Is it There's 612? What's the number? But...
1: Uh, oh, it's 612-295-1526 I
5: think I'll write a new one Activism and Puberty <laughs> <laughs> How, pu- How you can combine the
4: two <laughs> puberty And stay and the sane internet. as a parent <laughs> I have an interesting book that I've been reading Fawn about, like, because she's at the age, you know, where it's like you have to teach her about, like, what's appropriate with, like, yeah other, like, you yeah. know, like, people right, shouldn't yeah. touch like, certain and, places. Yeah, and, and you shouldn't grab and, your crotch when right. you're out in public. Yeah. <laughs> boys have a tendency or to drop, sometimes trial. do it. Oh, my god yeah, Or gosh, just take your clothes off. Tell out. me about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Fawn is a nudist kid, so yeah, I'm like, and I'm I've like. I've got a
3: couple of yeah. twin nieces that up until they were about seven, they would just
4: yeah. Like, oh, I'm like twins are running
3: <laughs> naked through your front yard again.
4: Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm like you can be naked around certain people, but other people you need to keep your clothes on. I was like some people it makes them uncomfortable, and some people it's just like you don't know them that well and, and you just need to keep your body covered. This one?
1: It's Mr. You know, call him Mr. Tidy Whitey. He just loves being in his underwear. Yeah, I can have at people. least he's got
5: underwear on. That's okay. <laughs> no, it's Fundle okay. Final strip and like try to straddle your head. <laughs> and it's like yeah. um, I don't. Uh, this is right. a little weird, yeah. kid. <laughs> she's like she doesn't. Yeah. She's just it's like just, P- I'm just playing naked. She doesn't think anything of it at all. No. And I don't ever, I don't ever say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but pretty soon, if she thinks that she can maybe whip off her clothes when she's hot. It, Preschool
4: is going to no, become a No, she knows problem. that. She knows that she's always been, she's never tried to take her clothes off in the middle of, you know, the store or anything. Oh, good. No, it's always just at home. Because you were like that, too. You were a little nudie-patootie, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It must be in the
5: gene pool. Yes, yeah, must be. I'm hot. I'm going to take off my clothes. Well, Tom, you know, he does the morning show. A lot of times I come in there, he's in a t shirt and his underwear. <laughs> it's,
3: a, it's a glorious it's sight. It's like the Tony Soprano of morning radio. I know.
5: Headfo- great big headphones, a t shirt.
4: Smoking cigars. <laughs> I know. <Smoking laughs> <a>
5: cigar. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, Mwah. if I took photos of this, it felt, this might ruin your career. <laughs> <laughs> That's a
1: look. Well, now they do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I know. It, well, you know, I I raised three boys, and yeah, you know, they like to touch themselves in public, <laughs> and it's just like.
3: Have you ever been to a baseball game?
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's just, I'm like, why? I, I, I call them outright in public. I'm like, how would you like it if I started playing with my boobs all over the <laughs> place in public? They're like, oh my why God. Why are you said, looking well, at me? <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, stop. Do you have to go to the bathroom? No. Well, then knock it off. You know, it's just, I'm like, what are you doing? Playing the banjo? What's going on down there? It's just, (laughs) boys boys are weird. Boys Boys are weird, but I love them. So, but we have to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
6: If you're one of those folks out there still putting up with contact lenses or dealing with glasses, think just for a moment, what would it be like to wake up to a clear morning and experience your day with all the freedom LASIK brings? The great people at Whiting Clinic will take fantastic care of you, just like they did for me. Imagine 2020, buy 2020, and let 2020 be your best year yet with $500 off LASIK at Whiting Clinic.
0: Offer expires December 31st, 2019. Both eyes only. Cannot be combined. Results may vary.
6: Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilsky. Tell me, Michael, we've been talking about North American Banking Company for a few years now. One thing we've discussed is that the bank is locally owned and operated. Well, how
3: does that benefit your customers? Tommy, projects and opportunities for expansion come up quickly for business owners. A locally owned and managed bank like North American Banking Company means decisions can be made just as quickly. We know Minnesota. We live in the communities we serve. So we have experience and first-hand knowledge for what's happening in your life, where you live. That means decisions are made here. We don't ship them off or pass the buck someplace out of state. Finally, getting our customers quick answers allows them to take decisive action, and that's how business gets done. Man, Michael, you're getting good at this. Practice makes perfect.
6: Uh, Perfect? (laughs) (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender.
5: We're back with the Tom Bernard Show I and a timer, new timer, and music. Come on, I Cassie. You Can't know. you do ten things at I one want time?
1: You <laughs> would think I could. <get>
5: <laughs> there you go. Good job.
1: I tell you, there, there's like a sweet spot. Like yeah, right there is here. a sweet spot. <laughs> like this What was
3: the matter with the old timer? said it's the old timer, isn't oh.
1: it? I think it's just the angle of...
5: Wherever the receiver thing is. Yeah. Which so, I don't know where that would be either. You can't I, really tell. And
1: I'm short. I know at the when we were on the fifth floor, yeah. the, the, it was behind the camera. I had yeah. to stand up to do it because I wasn't tall enough. Oh, okay. So short people problems. <laughs> you got no reason to live. I was going to say. Sure. <laughs> you know, it's, it's been written no about. Reason. I know. We're, we're moving right now, which is just fun. And, um, uh, Movie we ha- sucks. I'm trying to find places for everything, and I look, and I have tons and tons of cabinet space, but the only thing the places fit are on high shelves, and I'm like, uh, "Dang it! I don't want to put it up there." Well, you're gonna I'm have to... to get a step stool. Well,
5: <laughs> I'm guessing that's just standard daily yeah. use for you is a little step stool. Right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I have one of those little foldable <laughs> pop out ones where yeah. I can just kind of yeah. take it wherever I need to go in the house. Yeah. Um, luckily, I have tall boys in the house yeah you know yeah. just get this for me my 15 year old is a whole head taller than me wow uh-huh i know it's weird it's weird when your kids become taller than you and you know when i'm trying to like talk to them in a serious manner they just look down at me and i'm like i'm <laughs> like thank you doug
5: hasn't had that problem i'm guessing yeah
3: no never had that well i think i passed my mom when i was about nine or ten
5: yeah. <laughs> no, no well, your ch- kids aren't as tall as you
3: right Ah, uh, the cl- Ellie is five seven, and Wes is, he might be six feet now. He's close, oh, but he's nineteen, so he might be it might, might could be the end of the bit. road. You never know.
5: You never know. That's true. Where? Oh, there you are. Sorry.
3: Have you guys seen that? <laughs> not to sh- well, t- two shift subjects. Have you seen yesterday? Yes. yes, I just watched that last night. What a cute movie! Very
5: it is. Cute. You know what? And Tom said it didn't do that well at the box office.
3: Well, well we saw it on Netflix. I mean, it was a five dollar rental, and I thought, man, or Amazon, one of the two. It oh
5: yeah, we have to pay. Yeah, I think I did not see it at the movie theater either. I think I, yeah, I streamed it. So it came I, to
3: streaming services really quickly. Yeah,
5: really quickly. So and, and I thought it was such a good movie. I yeah, thought it was. It was so I was really surprised that it didn't do better.
4: I loved it. Like Dad said, nobody knows, like, pe- younger people don't know who the Beatles are.
3: You know, it's funny because Wes and Ellie are well, I here. That's part of the whole point of the movie. And I said, We're going to watch this movie yesterday. And they, they knew about the movie. said, Okay, we'll watch it with you. And they stayed through the whole thing. And Did they like it? Yeah, they liked it a lot. I mean, no. they, they, were, they got all the inside jokes that I was, the Ed Sheeran jokes that I didn't understand. Oh, yeah. They're, they kept cracking up. I'm like, okay, What's I happening?
5: Guess <laughs> oh, I forgot about that whole part. Yeah, yeah. Ed being I know. And he and showed up and I'm like, what what's happening?
4: Yeah,
5: uh, who's the guy that played?
4: I
3: don't know his name. I don't know his the name. main character, Oh, look it up.
5: Eastern Indian guy. He was great.
3: Yeah, he was very good. I thought I'm he was really Glad they fixed really his teeth, good. though. I thought, boy, is he going to go know. through the whole movie missing too? I know. I'm a reverse rabbit.
4: <laughs> I know. <laughs> like some sort of weird reverse. Now that was that, was really, that
5: was really an excellent movie. I would that that should have done better, and people should watch it. It's just it was. It was sweet, it was funny, and it was it was interesting. The whole premise was that there was some power outage, yeah,
3: around the world
5: worldwide power outage and and only like five people remembered who the Beatles were
3: right and this one guy who was a sort of an amateur singer songwriter who could never get any gigs, uh, gets hit by a bus and he wakes up and he realizes that nobody knows who the Beatles are, and he starts.
5: To sit, yeah. Supposedly performing. writing yeah. or
3: performing Beatles songs But he has to remember Because everybody knows Beatles songs But if you were to sit down and figure out by yourself What are the lyrics to Eleanor Rigby It would take you a while
4: Oh, yeah Not me, <laughs> I sing that all the time Yeah, i I'm, also, point, I'm right? also very weird with lyric remembering Yeah. Well, you have I, a good I, musical yeah. memory That's all a... that means but it's His name just... is Heimish Patel Hemish? H i m e s h.
5: Yeah, he was great. I really liked him a lot. It was just an awesome movie, I thought. And um, yeah. the thing, and the, well, it's really not a spoiler alert. It's been out for a year, right? Yeah. Um,
4: Something like that.
5: Yeah. When they when they find John Lennon. Yeah. yeah. Tom actually went. Because <gasps> it looked it at look first, like it old, was like if
3: John Lennon was seventy five or eighty. He'd probably look like that.
5: And yeah. It remind or. Uh, my memory is probably a little foggy on the movie cuz i actually watched it i don't know 6 months ago or something like that well,
4: did the beatles know that they were the beatles
3: no no, no he was just a guy beatles music
4: had never been written it was never even a thing
3: so he was just a guy that painted in his retirement cottage yeah. by the sea
4: okay yeah. cuz
5: i wasn't sure if they took never... that opportunity to like not to like blend in and not have the fame anymore i was a little no. fuzzy no. on that no the beatles
4: had never met they never yeah, that was just a, the weird, a weird thing. Concept. Was and he was never killed because he was never famous. World, that's right. He was right. alive. All
3: right, right, right. There, they didn't drink Coke. Nobody knew what it was. Yeah, and, there were a couple and they things that people didn't know what cigarettes were.
4: Yeah.
5: Oh, thank God. I yeah, wish there that were a that was couple
4: thing, other things that people were like, he was like, what?
3: So the, the ending was cute when he says, oh, it sounds like a Harry Potter novel. And his girlfriend goes,
4: Harry, Harry Potter. Oh yeah, yeah, what's yeah. That? Didn't know what Harry Googles Potter was. And Harry
3: either. Potter and it's some World War One soldier. Yeah. He goes, hmm.
4: Yeah. <laughs> already?
5: We just were here, and now we have a
2: we really Comcat make...
5: We have a Comcast bill already. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. They we'd, don't play around. We've been here one minute. <laughs>
0: right. Here's your bill. <laughs> yeah.
4: Oh jeez.
5: Yeah, that was a super cute movie. It was
4: very cute.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I don't think there are too many movies like that anymore where you just are like, oh my god, that was just a great fun movie. Yeah that everybody could enjoy. What it seems watch, to be the talk. modern
3: thing where they're doing... I, I do want to see that Springsteen movie as well. Uh, it's about uh, young Pakistani kids mm-hmm. in London that are being bullied and stuff. And
1: What? It's it's Blinded by the Light. It's supposed to be oh,
3: really, yeah, really yeah, yeah. Uh, good. It was,
1: oh. it was very much like yesterday. I re, Dave and I oh, enjoyed both of them.
3: Okay, so you saw both of them.
1: Yeah, and I saw both in theaters, and I, I thought... The Blinded by the Light movie was done brilliantly. Oh. It was, yeah, it's about, um, yeah, Pakistani. Pakistani
3: kid in London.
1: And in the 80s. You, and, you
5: can uh, pet him. He, okay. He,
1: um, he just comes, he finds this, one of his friends introduces him to Bruce Springsteen's music, and it just... It just kind of opened him up, and just it, he really related to the music.
3: Okay, now tell the truth. Did you watch it with Dave? Yes, I did. Was he bawling like a baby? Yes, he was. Was he? I <laughs> knew oh.
1: Dave has a very strong connection with. Bruce he's told Fridge, the story. A few yes, times. Um, when he was a teenager, he uh, he was suffering from depression, and he was a, going to commit suicide, and he actually had the gun, and it oh, jammed God. and did not go off. And um, and then he started listening to Dancing in the Dark. And at first it didn't really, he, you know, he's kind of heard the song before, but it was kind of that pop music. It just didn't register. Mm-hmm. But having that moment and then listening to the song and really understanding the lyrics, it, he said that song saved his life.
5: Wow. So, and he, so he's
1: had a good connection with Springsteen music, and he loves them. And I like Bruce Springsteen. I mean, yeah, granted, he's not the greatest singer but his lyrics, that's what I love. It's like poetry. It's like Dylan. Well, John Bob... Lennon
3: wasn't a great singer either. Paul no. McCartney can sing. Yeah. But... yeah.
1: yeah, Yes.
3: But he happens to be able to write some pretty good tunes. Yeah,
1: but like, um, I mean, like Bob Dylan. Yeah. Bob Dylan, he w- he was a lyricist. So he was a poet that went to music. Yeah. And that's how I look at Bruce Springsteen. I mean, if you look really in-depth into some of his songs, it's like, wow. You know, so, I don't know, we, we, we listen to Springsteen together. Usually we'll nap to the nebraska album or something. oh my god
3: really <laughs> that's a little dark <laughs> i
1: know well it, it's very it, the mute the melody of the music is very mellow you know but uh yeah well let's get
3: that song about the highway patrolman on it doesn't it
1: yeah well the song of the nebraska i think is about a serial killer yeah. or something oh. like that um as some of his his music can be like dark <laughs> and dank but um yeah i but, yeah, the movie, I thought, was really well done, and, like, yesterday, too. I, I loved yesterday. I thought that was a brilliant, brilliant way to write a movie.
5: And another way of introducing that music mm-hmm. to a new yeah. generation yeah. that doesn't give, you know, they don't really care about old, people old music.
1: music. Well, Bohemian Rhapsody did the same thing for yes. Queen yeah. music. My kids love Queen. They're constantly blasting Queen music throughout the house because of that movie. Because of loved mo- it. Yeah. Can I guess which
3: song? To tie your mother down?
1: No. Uh,
3: <laughs> I love that. That's a great tune.
1: My son Jack loves that. Don't stop me now. He's so funny. Oh, yeah. He'll come into a room with it playing, and he he does like Freddie Mercury. He's all like theatrical, and <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I I I'm really digging these these biopics of musicians. I mean, I wish the. Um, Elton John movie, what was a oh, Rocket Man. Rocket, Rocket Man. Man. I just saw that on the airplane on the way back from seeing that my mom. That was good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I, I thought it was great, but I didn't see the same connection with the younger generation as with Queen and
2: Yesterday. Yeah.
1: It kind of fell into, like, a crack, but... Well, um, and I think Lammers mentioned that the guy that played
5: Elton John, wasn't at, you know, the his he wasn't the greatest
3: voice for... I thought he was a great... I thought he did thought a great did really job. I thought, I thought he was a better uh, singer than Elton John, Ooh, actually. Really? El, El, El,
4: Elton John, John produced it. that. Yeah. Which yeah. I was like, no, oh, he, Elton John knows he's not the greatest singer. I think his singer. husband produced it. I think. Uh, his name or was
5: right. on it. Maybe both of their yeah. names were on
4: it. I don't, don't remember. His husband
3: David... Uh,
5: somebody but it. I just was so shocked during most of that movie because, I don't know, I think I lost kind of track of Elton John after... Um, Crocodile yeah. Rock. Yeah. When
4: she, when he gets married to the woman, she was like, "What?" I know. And I was. I was like, yeah. I had my headphones and I'm like, I gasped.
0: Yeah. I was like, What's he doing? marrying a woman?
3: I know. Mike, he and Michael head. Jackson got married the same day.
5: <laughs> I was just, I was floored. And then there was another part of his life that I didn't know about. Uh, I guess I didn't. I really did lose track of him after Crocodile Rock. I did not like that song. I was like, he's gone commercial. Blech, yeah. I'm, o- I'm over him. I want to know what happened. Oh, to- and I didn't know that he wasn't with Bernie Toppin.
4: Yeah, I want to know what
5: happened. I thought to that Bernie. they were a couple. Oh, oh no. Yeah, it would have been nice if they. Yeah, they did Bernie a little, just kind of
4: br- split up and.
5: Yeah, they did a little thing at the end about Elton's been married
4: and yeah, but now
5: Sober for 25 no. years, and I, you know, that he's been loved properly. Yeah.
4: Yeah, I didn't have kids. Yeah, Sarah's part of
3: favorite part of Rocket Man was the gay sex scenes. She took her glasses off and then had to put both hands over her eyes, so just so no gayness would get in. (laughs) It's tough when you work in a church, you know.
4: Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) So no gayness would
5: get in. God, I thought that was all very mild compared to Shameless. Yeah. (laughs) I've never watched Shameless. Oh, there's a lot of like, what? What am I seeing right now? I don't want to oh, see. Oh, she
3: tried to watch Fleabag a couple of weeks ago. Have you seen I that? I don't know.
4: Fleabag. I watched the first episode of the first season, and I was like, I can no, nope, nope, nope. The and opening then...
3: scene: the the protagonist is basically having anal sex yeah. with some guy that she picked up.
4: And she's oh. just laying there.
3: And she's actually very yeah. funny, is, but it's is super it a, naughty.
4: What is it? It's, it's a, on Amazon Prime. Yeah, so. it won, oh, sorry, she Judith? won
3: tons of Emmys. She won. Who
4: is she? I don't know. I know. Phoebe
3: Phoebe Waller something. Yeah.
4: And okay. And
3: she wrote it, starred <clears throat> in it, and produced it. And she's very talented. It's done now. It was and two seasons and she now it's over. hosted oh. SNL, and she oh, really? wrote one of the best skits I've seen on there in years. Oh really? It was the midday news scene, and there's two newscasters that are black and two that are white, and they wind up reading stories, and they're they're the Black people would get really excited when it was a white person that did the crime. Yeah. And then vice versa. If you see it, it's really, really funny.
4: Okay, Yeah, the first season, I watched the first episode of the first season because my friend Michael was like, you need to watch it. It's so good. And I was like, I can't watch this. This it's, is It's weird. It's, this is a little too graphic for me. And he's like, watch the second season. And so I watched the whole second season, and I like the second season a lot. And it's only like five episodes. Oh, is
3: that what it is? Yeah. I, I watched it's a couple really, of them flying. Just it's
4: to, short. Yeah. So... And now it's done. The whole series is over yeah. with. After two seasons that have like five or six episodes. But that's how British TV is. Yeah. They don't have very many episodes.
5: This is too cute. What? Max is trying to get Jude to kind of
4: like play with him. And
5: Jude doesn't know Jude, how to play. No, Jude's a little mm-hmm. afraid of kids. And mm-hmm. he just doesn't
4: know how to play very
5: <laughs> no, well. But he, no, but they, he's been, Max has been doing a really good job with just kind of like approaching him and mm-hmm. not like getting all over it. Yeah. And Jude's like, Maybe this kid's all right. No, he Slutting just ran over to him, him. like.
4: <laughs> you know, now? Like Birch and it's May so cute. will play, you know, like wrestle and do the whole like bowing thing, mm-hmm. and um, Jude will just like be kind of near them, just like <laughs> he has no idea. How to yeah. play. Well, dogs
1: get nervous I mean, around little kids. <laughs>
4: yeah, but
1: like Max has two dogs at his dad's house, so he's okay. he's familiar with dogs. Once and... well, Jude's used to kids, like my kids don't bug him or anything. Right. The kids that, since we got into a new house, are like, can we get a dog? Can we get a oh, dog? Yeah. Can we? I'm like,
4: there are already enough mammals. Let's just small move mammals. our stuff in first. We already and have
1: then... 45 children. No, <laughs> yeah. and scent. four cats.
5: And four oh, cats. God. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why not add another so four maybe. More links to the family, yeah, right? Why
4: not? But more small mammals, please. <laughs> oh, I tell you. Maybe
1: a gerbil. <laughs>
5: Oh, oh they, wait, they, the cats! No, don't no. get well, it.
1: I, I swear, we're tempting the circle of life in our house because we've had birds with cats. That was fun. We've There's had been, birds
4: with we had birds with cats and a hamster. Yes, <laughs> I know. But Can they I were locked up in a room. Can I get,
1: I'm like, no, you're just asking for trouble. Least yeah. out. Well, we have to take a quick break. We have Kristen Miser on the phone. She's our next guest. Uh, we are promoting. So you want to start a podcast? So this should be interesting. Some insights on how to make. So we
3: can find out what we're doing wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Finally, get some tips. Yeah, Yeah. I know, right?
3: Connect it to the internet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. well, Well, we'll be right back after this commercial break. We are back here with the family, and on the line we have our guest, Kristen. Is it mine- Miser? Miser? It's mine, Miser. Miser, yeah. okay. Yeah, sorry, I don't have the calendar up. I am, like, multitasking. The
0: music It's <laughs> all good.
1: I know. That's what happens when you got to kind of co-host, produce,
0: guest booking, but that's oh, what your book is about, what... isn't it? Oh, my gosh, don't I know it. You're talking to
1: someone who's, been, who's had your job, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's a lot of working wheels, that's for sure. But the book is called So You Want to Start a Podcast, Finding Your Voice, Telling Your Story, and Building a Community That Will Listen. It is a comprehensive step-by-step guide to creating a hit show, so you want to start a podcast. covers everything from hosting and guest booking to editing and marketing while offering plenty of encouragement and insider stories along the way. This is a book that yeah. I probably need to make things go a little bit more smooth for me. Because I tell you, when you're multitasking, like I am right now. Um, I, I have a quick question. Most podcasts
5: seem to be, um, like, subject-based. Like, they talk about, you know, makeup or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, or movies or tech or something like that. Um, our, our show is pretty much a variety show in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Which seems to be relatively unique
1: yeah, it's well, when you have f- millions of podcasts out there millions
5: ho- when we first started, there were literally i think one hundred podcasts up on iTunes
1: mm-hmm. we've been doing this Is now for right? there were yep we've been doing this now for seven years yeah we started in twenty twelve so that was when podcasts were starting to become a thing. But now it's like, what can you do to make your podcast stand With out? With
5: all of the podcasts,
1: right? Amongst millions, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. anybody can start a podcast. And they when have. It, yes. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't matter if the content is great, but when no. you see, when people look for new podcasts to, to listen to, they just see a whole screen full of podcasts and it's like so what can you do to make yours stand out? amongst the millions. What makes yours unique? Do you have any insights on that?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you're right. It is overwhelming. I mean, somebody can just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll through Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or whatever you're looking at and not even know where to begin because there are so many to choose from. And so if you're a content maker, one thing you can do is ask yourself up front, why am I starting a podcast, and who is it for? If you don't know the answer to those two questions, I really think you're never going to reach an audience. And I talk with a lot of content makers who are starting out, and they say, oh, I want my podcast to be for everybody. And I say, if your podcast is for everybody, it's actually for nobody. What you really need to do is figure out who is your audience, and is there a community around that already? For example, one show that I hosted was called When Megan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast, and we launched that show the week of the royal engagement of Prince Perry and Meghan Markle, and the show culminated in my co-host and I actually attending the wedding itself. Oh. Now, we knew in advance that there were royals enthusiasts all over the world. We knew there were Facebook communities, some of which had half a million people already in those communities. We knew that there were places that we could reach out, where we could uh, find potential listeners, and where we could market our show. And I think people really, if they want to stand out, should be thinking in terms of those two questions. Why am I making it? And who is it for? And um, so that's the first suggestion I give to everybody who wants to stand out. And then the second thing I always say is engage with your listeners then. Every single episode of the show, do what you guys do so well already, which is you know ask people to give feedback, ask them to call into this number, share their story. Have you ever had a run-in with a celebrity? We're doing a whole show on that next week. Uh, tell us about a fun celebrity run-in. Or if you're reviewing a book, say to the folks out there, um, have you read this book? What was your experience with it? Or get their reviews on movies. And the more you reach out to your audience on your show, the more that they will reach out to you, and then they will share that show with other people. I can't tell you how many times it's happened with all the podcasts that I've hosted.
3: That, people that brings in right
0: up- in. That brings oh, up a,
3: a question. Do you have an idea, and obviously it's going to be different, but how many people actually listen to podcasts live versus uh, download them and listen later? In, oh, in terms so, of percentage. So is it like 10% listen live or 30 or?
0: So it's funny because um, those of us in the podcasting world don't consider a live show a podcast. That would be right. called radio. And a podcast is something that is audio on demand. It's much more equivalent to something like Netflix or Hulu you're consuming it at the time that you want to day or night Um, and uh, whereas when you're listening to a live broadcast that's a live broadcast so um, I don't actually know what the difference would be in terms of listener numbers of who actually listens to for example This American Life when it's being broadcast versus how many people listen to it when it's live.
1: Well and that's what's unique about like our show originally it was just podcast forum you You know, they recorded it, you could download it and listen to it on demand. But then um, Tom decided to do this live digital radio show where we're live, we're live on YouTube. But then you can also download and listen to it on demand as a podcast.
5: Yeah, and we were also uploading it to radio stations so they could use it as content on actual radio stations. Yes.
1: Yeah, so um, I think – and that seemed to work very well to kind of stand out from the regular podcast world because that way audiences can interact live with the show. Um, And I've noticed with a lot of podcasts, even though they're not live – they will put their Mm -hmm. podcast up on YouTube. And I think YouTube is a huge marketing tool for podcasts because people like to feel like they're sitting at the table with you.
5: Oh, that's what that's all about. I was always wondering because it's like really watching a podcast has got to be kind of, Dull because you're just sitting around talking on microphone. Unless
3: microphones. it's the supermodel podcast. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. But, <laughs> but I think that's why Joe Rogan's podcast is so successful because he he has cameras set up on the table, multi angled cameras, mm. um, yeah. so it'll pan over to the guest, it'll pan over to him, pan over to the producer, yeah, and people really feel like they like that interaction with yeah. With... And
0: one thing that he's doing that I encourage all people to do is consider all the different ways your show can reach people. So I always tell people, don't just have it as a podcast. Also make sure you have a URL with a landing page. Um, And then make sure also that you have possibly, if if you're willing to do it, I highly encourage people to have a Facebook presence. Um, If you want to, a YouTube presence. But make sure you're reaching your audiences in all the ways they want to be reached. And so that's a that's a great example you gave with YouTube there.
5: And then how about um, marketing? I mean, I know ever, since it's all, since it's a podcast, just because yeah. it's on iTunes, how do you tell people about your podcast? Just yeah, well, based- there's a
0: lot of different ways to market a show, and I think a lot of the best ways to do it involve leading people where they already are, and by that I mean people who are listening to podcasts. Will hear about other podcasts on a show and be more likely to listen then, Mm -hmm. versus if they see a print ad for a podcast, they're not necessarily going to uh, move from looking at something to listening to something. But if they're already, if you're moving them from ears to ears, that usually works better. So, one great way to market is if you're a podcast host, to appear on other podcasts as a guest, or to have hosts of other podcasts appear on your show, or big name celebrities who will tweet out, Oh, I just did a great interview with you know, the folks at the Tom Bernard show, whatever it is. But bring people on who will raise your profile and make sure you're appearing on other shows. And then also talk to other shows and see if they would be willing to swap promotions with you. So you can say, hey, while you're checking out our show or when you're done listening to our show, you might want to check out yada, 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 and then have the other show do the same for you. And the more shows you do that with, the more people will discover you because if they're already listening to podcasts, you know that that's one hurdle to get over is already taken care of. They're so, already podcasting. So it's over.
5: basically digital word of mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Lots, lots of social media presence with Twitter, Instagram. You know, one thing that sucks about Instagram, you can't post links. People oh, really? Have, yeah. yeah it, you can't. I wish they would. Yeah. It would oh. be nice. Um, oh, I, yeah. s- I see. So the,
5: what, but can't you reference um, a website found in my Link in bio. Link in bio. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. we yep. have that. Yeah. That's but... what most people do. Most mm-hmm. people just say link is in bio. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, but one thing that I've actually um, come across with, especially with, like, comedians, is that they're under contract with other podcasts, and they can't do other podcasts. Like, if they're under contract, <laughs> you know, so it, it to me, I think that's hurting the podcast world because you would think... That um, And I know radio was kind of like that and probably still is, where they don't want people crossing uh, radio stations. Like, especially no, because, yeah, they want this exclusive voice on their mm-hmm. station. Yeah, and whatever. that's starting yeah. to filter into the podcast world, which is... Yeah, it is starting
0: to happen, but a lot of us are still free agents. For example, mm-hmm. um, this past year I posted two shows with Stitcher, one with CNN, and in the past I've also hosted with WNYC, and... I think that, you know, it really depends. Not everybody is, you know, tied down that much. Most of us still aren't, but it may be, you're right, there's a chance that it could be shifting more in that direction where there are more people signing exclusives, where they'll only appear on other crooked media shows or they'll only appear on this or that. But um, for the time being, most people can still move around from place to place okay.
5: So I. Uh, so that would only pertain to a person that was doing a podcast for someone else. So it's probably a good idea to own your own podcast. Mm
0: -hmm. If you can do it, it's great, but not everybody, you know, not everybody can do that. Um, Some people really need a lot more help or want to join a network where the network has part of the ownership of the show, because when you're with a network, your promotion opportunities are just so much bigger and your potential audience, you can reach uh, faster um, and you can reach a much larger audience faster
5: that way. Well, that makes total sense. But that's going—you know—I think people need to be careful if they're going to be giving up their control or their content to someone else. I mean, it still is your podcast. Absolutely. And if yeah. they're if so they're going really to start if they're going to start, you know, treating it like it's some sort of legal, you know, entity, that's going to. Going to I mean that's the whole point of podcasts is that you can do what you want and not have this corporate presence inside your content
4: mm-hmm.
0: Well it depends. some people really want to though like I said um, like not everybody who makes movies wants to be an indie filmmaker. some of them desperately do want to be with like universal pictures I um, and the same is true with some podcasters some of them see the biggest accomplishment in the world being picked up by a network or um, having some sort of relationship with Um, a big entity that they know about and so i think it's you know similar to filmmakers some of them want to be indie filmmakers some of them actually want to be part of something like netflix okay
2: and like
1: well another thing that's popping up too are these subscription podcasts where you pay a monthly fee right like like dave has his true crime tuesday podcast he has great content but the reason why you pay five dollars a month is it's completely commercial free. So you get ninety minutes confer- commercial free. But his podcast one beyond the darkness he has to put in commercials. So because that's yeah. how they have to pay because the bills. Of the syndicator. Yes, mm-hmm. you know so. Um, but, you know, I hear from listeners, oh, I hate the commercials. I shouldn't have to listen to the commercials. And it's like, well, you got to understand. Hey,
3: tell them to pound sand. <laughs> I know.
1: Well, it's, yeah, like, it's free content. commercials are you, brilliant. It's either, free content. If you want commercial-free stuff, you got to pay for it. If you don't want exactly. to pay for it, you're going to have commercials. But then they'd complain about exactly. having to pay for it. So that, yeah. that
3: brings up a larger question. When, I think what you're talking about, and it's obviously the problem that we experience, is cutting through the noise in the podcast world Mm -hmm. because anybody with a laptop and a usb microphone can call themselves a podcaster but do you ever see a fall off eventually people will get tired of working for free and doing this or do you think it's just going to get hate to say worse
0: (laughs) well i have a secret for you and you may already know this the vast majority of podcasters give up between six and nine episodes in so most there are a lot of podcasts but the vast majority of them run for fewer than 10 episodes because I think a lot of people think what you just said, oh, I have a laptop and a microphone, this will be easy. And they don't realize, actually, there's work to this. There's work to cutting the tape. There's work to um, uploading it to the sites. There's work to promote it. There's work to do. And then a lot of people then get very discouraged. They think within six to 10 episodes they're not getting the million listeners they thought they would. And, you know, it can be very discouraging and a lot of work and also on the, you know, on this note, the vast majority of podcasters make no money either. So it's a lot of work for no money for most people, so most of them do give up before they reach 10 episodes.
3: I just had a brilliant idea for a podcast. What? It would be the worst podcast ever, and you could p- play different episodes from different people's crappy <laughs> podcasts.
0: <laughs> them all together.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. it. It is, you know, with me doing all the social media stuff and everything, I'm trying to find creative ways – for, you know to bring in new people you know because we have our fan base sure because you know, it one thing that tom was lucky to have was the fan base from kq Absolutely. to carry over yeah. into the podcast so he already had that built in but to try and reach new listeners and and people that were completely unaware of the show that is a very difficult thing to do because um social media will they have this algorithm of how who sees your posts and stuff like that. So that's why I constantly hashtag things or put in keywords, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, podcasts. So then somebody puts in the search bar, podcast, hopefully it'll pop up in their feeds and stuff like that. So it's, it's, yeah. it is it's a difficult way to try and find creative ways for uh, new people to, to find your podcast. Um, and it also is word of mouth. I'm not constantly telling listeners, thanks for listening. Tell your friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So... It's a it's a, a unique way to listen to radio. Well, just content, but um. it does seem to be a little bit age specific too. Mm-hmm. It seems like older people, maybe like over
5: fifty, are a little bit more like, "What's a podcast?"
1: Oh, I
0: know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to I mean, they've heard of it, but they don't really know what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I blame some of that on the name. The term "podcast" sounds so technical, and then you think, "Do I have to have an iPod?" and You know, it's not a very user-friendly term. And what it really is, like I said, it's just like Netflix. It's audio on demand. You get to choose when you listen to it. And if it was always just called audio on demand, I think it would be less less intimidating to people.
5: That's true, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I I do think that more and more people over 50 are starting to listen now. A recent study by Edison, which um, researches the podcast industry extensively every year they put out a new report. At this point, three-fourths of Americans have listened to a podcast. So oh, that's the numbers huge. are going up. Yeah, yeah they're huge. going up. They're going up exponentially year over year. Um, just a few years ago, that number was not even a third of Americans have listened to podcast.
5: That's amazing.
1: Well, thank you yeah. so much for your time today, Kristen. It was very insightful. Um, so the book is So You you Want to Start a Podcast, Finding Your Voice, Telling Your Story, and Building a Community That Will Listen. Now, is there any way that people – do you have a website or something that people can reach out yeah. to you and, or look up some yeah. information?
0: Yeah, I'm kristenmeinzer.com. You can also find me on Twitter at kristenmeinzer. Either of those are the easiest way to get me. And, yeah, I just love hearing from people. Um, I hear from people every day who are making podcasts, and I love to hear their stories. So feel free to reach out. And one last thing, I just want to say what a pleasure it is to talk to people from my home state of Minnesota. I am a native Minnesota. (laughs) It's been great to hear you all. Yeah, you betcha. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Oh, yeah,
0: thank you all. Well, thank you so much, <laughs> Yeah. That's...
1: I can't do a Minnesota oh, accent.
4: Oh yeah, <laughs> I, and I
1: can't do it.
4: <laughs> you <all>. Oh yeah. You'll get there. And then come out right, Catherine. <laughs> okay. Well, we
1: got to take a break. We'll be right back. Um, Got a special guest coming up in the second hour. It's I. This is going to be awkward for me, but I get to interview my husband, Dave Schrader. We're going to talk about the holes files. The new episode airs tonight on Travel Channel. So Cassie's we'll be first
3: hard-kidding question will be, "Did you take out the trash?"
1: <laughs> no kidding. All right, we'll be right back after this break.